haven't. I've had way more FOMO sitting at my desk than I do living this lifestyle. Because right yeah. now I'm like, yeah, I'm doing everything that I want to do. Everyone else is missing out on my life. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea this world was even out here. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Awesome. I had no clue. <laughs> it's so cool that you, and you learn it all on, like, you wouldn't be able to research all of it. It's just stuff that you learn, I yeah. feel like, along, yeah. along the way, too. Yep. It's like homebrewing. Sometimes you just got to rig shit up. <laughs> Welcome to the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast with Living a Stout Life. This is where we sit down with creative thinkers, on-the-road adventurers, and craft beer lovers. Your hosts, Ken and April, live, work, and travel in a 24-foot RV in search of inspiring stories around a great beer. So while you were busy working all day, do you know what I was doing? Working all day? I was. But do you know why? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, you do. We're leaving tomorrow. Hmm. <laughs> it's my you... happy sad. It's a, Yeah, it's bittersweet. It's, a it's always bittersweet, especially when we're with... Family. Really good friends or family, and we're with family right now. So, yeah, but we've been with family for the last well, almost a month and a half um, in Foley. Well, really, we've been with family for like two and a half months. Okay, I'll go with that one. <laughs> but I was saying we've been with <laughs> Our family. RV family. He's cutting me off again. Cutting you off again. I said we've been with family like here for like a little over a month and a little over a month, and yeah. then before that we were with our RV family for a month. So we really, and from there to that, from one point to the other point, it was only like, what, five and a half hours? So Oh, go, yeah, going from one place to the other? Yeah, yeah. since March 1st? February 29th. Yeah, so we haven't been traveling, and that's why we live in an RV, is so we can travel. So, yeah, it's sad, but I'm also excited. That we're moving? That we're going, Yeah. yeah. And it does wait, feel right. <laughs> what's what's really cool though is right before we leave here, we actually get to meet with Thomas and Lizzie again. Who is the, the focus people of this... you're going to meet on our podcast today? Yeah, <laughs> so it's pretty cool because we met Thomas and Lizzie um, in Baja last November. Yeah, just yeah, a around, few months ago. Around Thanksgiving. Yeah, we met Thomas and Lizzie in Baja a few months ago. Um, um, what's funny is they're actually from Denver. We didn't know them, had no idea who they were, and met them halfway across the world. Well, not really, but close, in Mexico. Yeah, that was a K-58, right? No. We met yeah. them at Lindo. No. Yeah, you're right. K-58 was the first spot we That's stopped right. at. That's right. Not K-58. I don't know the surf camp. You can hear about all of our uh, Mexico and Baja adventures too on our website. So check out Living a Stout Life because we have a lot of stuff on there and always more to come. But then you can hear more about K58. That was a pretty cool place too because it's a big old surf camp. That was pretty cool. But anyhow, well, we met them at Cielito Lindo. That's right. That's which right. was, if anybody. That's a pretty unique place. If anybody who knows. Uh, Traveling in the travel apps and uses iOverlander, mm -hmm. that is how you find Cielito Lindo because all they talk about are the strong ass margaritas. That's true, <laughs> and and it's it held a, it held to its reputation. And but iOverlander, that is the thing to use in Baja when yeah. you're in Baja. Like, we we use Campendium a ton in the United States, but it, when you get to Baja, iOverlander tends to have the better information um i don't know why i guess just the type of person that travels down there uses it more but um 
Yeah, Cielo de Lindo. That was a really cool place because it's like a, an expat community. So well, there's it's, a bunch of Americans there, and, it's but also a, lot a bunch of, of Mexicans. Yeah, but it's a lot of things in one. So it's a hotel. It's a camping spot. You mm-hmm. can have hookups for RVs. You can do dry camping or boondocking. Um, there's there's an old air, airplane runway there. It's huh? no longer in use. No, because remember, don't, you were, I was enthralled with the story of like... Um, I'm like the old movie stars and stuff. You went there. It was like a vacation spot for movie stars. And you guys, stuff. first of all, should have seen the look on my face because I really do not remember an old airplane runway I, there. I remember the old like a location for all the movie stars. It's not in use anymore. It's but I don't. Where was the airplane runway? It was just off in the field. Like it was to one side that we didn't really explore much oh. because uh, because we were busy at the bar. Yeah, probably because we were happy yeah, hour. <laughs> we were diving into margaritas that were way too strong. Well, Cielito Lindo has like <laughs> also this infamous happy hour because, so okay, so there's a runway that I missed. I had no idea, but the infamous happy hour, where yeah. all the expats like, like come out of the woodwork, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really there, cool. there's, there are several people that live right there on site, basically, um, but there's a lot of expats in the community surrounding that area. Yeah. Um, that come from just a few miles away and and they just come to hang out and i don't know it's just a i don't it's weird it's you see mostly a lot of the same people every day but we were there for five four nights five nights something like that it was over thanksgiving so we ended up staying a few extra days because we met some cool people and stuff and And it was raining at that time too and in um around san quentin area which is south of ensenada and baja you don't really want to drive a lot of places when it's raining no. Uh, you'll get stuck, especially in the RV. That's there. right. It did rain while we were Yeah, there. it was so raining like, a lot. Yeah, we'll just stay here. So it was really <laughs> nice to be able to hang out at the bar. And that's where we met um, We met Rick. Rick and Wiley. Wiley. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're My really... My brother's a conspiracy theorist, but holy crap, Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty good at surrounding ourselves with some pretty good people, but this guy, I swear, I don't think I've ever met anybody so completely totally truly genuinely disenchanted with the entire state of the world but and this was before but the pandemic i am thinking he may be a genius (laughs) because he kind of like we're sitting there talking and he's like the world is coming to an end within five years he was saying because and he was talking about i can't even remember the people he he listed these other people he cited is like yeah because he said this and that and blah 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 and then there's a freaking pandemic now so <laughs> less than maybe six we're months. the idiots maybe wiley's the <laughs> less smart than six one months man. later oh That's not okay. even yeah but, not even six months but, and but then there was skip the world is in shambles but then there was skip and he was so sweet we were even dancing <laughs> skip was awesome. oh my god he loved his music he would actually piss off wiley because skip would bring <laughs> okay granted wait now let's put some perspective on this because these guys aren't like 25 year olds these no, guys, these are, guys like are all 70 to 80 to mid 80s. Yes. <laughs> I would say mid 70s. I think there was a, a couple guys that were probably 60, 65. Skip and Skip Wiley were not. 70 something. It doesn't matter. But that's Whatever. that's it. So these expats who are kind of, you know, they really love, I think they like the uh, lifestyle in Mexico because mm-hmm. it's a lot cheaper to live there and stuff. But Skip was huge into music. Like, he would talk music all the time. It doesn't matter what genre. But he would bring in his own little boombox type mm-hmm. thing or whatever at the bar where they are. It's a bar. They already have music playing overhead. And he would yeah. bring that in. And I think sometimes it was specifically to piss off Wiley. 
Oh, because it, then you'd hear Wiley off was. in the background, <laughs> like just cussing, <laughs> cussing out. I don't know what he was cussing out, but it was really funny. But oh, anyhow, Skip was the man, though. Skip, Skip and I was... got to dance. It was really sweet. Skip seventy something, gruff, big, full gray beard, and he had that just super thick Boston accent, man. Yeah, he's from Boston. There's no call. I mean, you don't have it. I don't have it. I can't even. I can't even scratch the surface of doing it justice. But he was such a cool dude, and like, like we got there. What? Um, I think it was the day before Thanksgiving we arrived there. Yeah, and, and we, we didn't have plans. We, yeah, our plan was to go to happy hour <laughs> and we, try these for, crazy for margaritas. Thanksgiving, yeah, and we didn't. Them. We didn't even really have like a Thanksgiving meal. I had something that I was going to try some uh, dessert that I was going to make, which epically failed. Yeah, but you, yeah, you epically failed. Big, big I don't even know what the dessert was. It just failed. But we were lucky because we met Skip. Yeah, and like within saying hi to a stranger. Within a couple hours of drinking with Skip and and the other and Skelly. people there. Yeah, Skelly, <laughs> his skeleton friend. <laughs> I, I'll put. Th- there's an article. I'll put it up on the website too. There'll be some photos you can check <laughs> out. Um, but yeah, like just within a couple hours of hanging out with him and stuff. By the time happy hour's over and we're all getting ready to stumble home, he's like, what are you guys doing tomorrow for Thanksgiving? And we're like, uh, we don't know. And he's like, well, you should come over. I'm making turkey. I'm making the whole thing. I'm making a big turkey and stuffing and potatoes and everything. And we're going to put an American football on the TV and stuff. Down there, you got to call it American football because football, soccer, you know, whatever. But... uh, So he's, like, making the whole thing, and we're like, yeah, who else is going to be there? And he's like, oh, nobody. <laughs> he was just making the whole meal for himself, He was just making it, which I love. Because he, like, he, you yeah. know, I mean, he misses, I think and he just misses home a little bit a sometimes, little bit. too. And we met um, a lot of different people come through there. It's a main thoroughfare on the way heading south towards um, Cabo. Well, it's um, not too far before you start hitting the point where... You go from um, Baja Sur to Baja Norte. Yeah. So it's going from south. From Baja Norte to Baja Sur. Sorry, I had it backwards. (laughs) (laughs) From north to south. So, yeah. It's just a, yeah, it's. And it's a good stopover. One of the last points where there's still um, like towns and groceries and stuff like that before it gets to be pretty sparse for a little bit until you get over to the eastern side of when you're Baja. then in the um sea of cortez right you yeah. get over to the sea of cortez and then because this one's on the pacific side up again but there's a long stretch yeah in between the west coast and the east coast where you cross over but and there's not a lot much out there I at, don't think. at any rate though i think if you're ever going down towards baja and you get a chance to stop at cielito lindo yes for the margaritas yes for the cheap mexican beer they did have a couple of kind of craft beers and for the nostalgia that but you didn't let me talk about i it's the movie star place like movie stars you talk about that you didn't let me name them though like john okay, wayne na- would go there who? john wayne would go there okay very cool that's i thought you were cool. talking about the runway jimmy stewart yeah, and that's they would fly down there, and and then there are private planes and land there, and stay in the motels and the hotels. That's why there was the hotel rooms there and stuff like that for them. Because they would go there and stay. Yeah, it's like their little getaway. And now it's ours. 
That's everybody's getting made <laughs> Anybody who wants to. But well, that's what I was trying to say though, is like that's where you stop there because there's so many people that still stop over there. Mm-hmm. And you'll meet it's not a very busy place by any means. It really isn't. No. But again, if you sit at the bar, please bring back the days where you can go and sit at the bar. And yeah. please bring back the days where you can cross the border and go back into Baja. <laughs> True. But anyhow, it's one of those places where you can sit at a bar and you say hi to a stranger and you've just met someone from all across everywhere, like all across the world. You've met expats, you've met like Thomas and Lizzie who you'll meet who we they're from Colorado, we meet them in Baja. We yeah, met they um, down a couple, the street from us and we didn't meet yeah. them until we got there. So. <laughs> we met um a, a couple other like Canadians, a couple other Americans there. We met a couple that was on a bike ride from Tijuana all the way down to they were biking, La Paz. mountain biking all the way down to La Paz. That's a um, long ass way. And they're from Slovenia. Yeah, so they already flew a long ass way to get to, I think they said they flew into San Diego or LA. From Slovenia. But yeah, they and then they're riding all the way down Baja on their yeah. bikes. But yeah, crazy. so we didn't get a chance to talk to them there, but hopefully we will have them on our podcast. I'm trying to get them on the podcast because hopefully their story, get back in touch with them again. Yeah, yeah, their story was so cool. So hopefully we get them on the podcast. But we did um, shoot the shit with Lizzie and Thomas for quite a while at the bar. And after talking to them, realized that we had to put them on our podcast um, and talk more with them because they have a pretty interesting life as well. Them and their dog, Umphrey. Um, they're living the dream, basically. So the that's, van life. They're dream. living the van life, definitely. Um, plus, when I like I said earlier, I went to email them to say, hey, we should have you on the podcast again to see like what's going on in your life and how you're handling the not traveling or the traveling or however you're doing the stuff mm-hmm. with the pandemic. It was perfect timing because when I got in touch with them, they're like, we're in Gulf Shores just with you guys. So we're super yeah. excited. Again. Yeah. Just like Colorado. They were right down the street. We didn't know. <laughs> So we're going to hang out with them tomorrow, and hopefully we'll have um, part two of a podcast. Yeah, maybe Hopefully so. within the next couple of weeks for you guys. That would be awesome. And then, yeah. yeah, you get to know them like we did. Well, now you can get to know them from our time with them in Baja. So Yeah. So here are Lizzie and Thomas. <laughs> in Baja, California, Mexico. Yay. You two are the, Sp- the Spanish No, she's speaking. <laughs> <laughs> we're with Thomas I think we're and Lizzie. both about trying. Yeah. <laughs> Which, what we I know I am. Yeah. You're trying, though. You're taking lessons. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Working on it. And I think, um, so we met last night over some very strong margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> How were you feeling last night? I was. I just went and watched a movie and went straight to bed. I was like, no. <laughs> I, I had those two margaritas and I was done for. <laughs> yeah, because those two margaritas when I first got yeah. here, it was like, okay. No, it was just a glass of tequila. <laughs> Pretty much. I overlander was very correct. Yeah. <laughs> People said the margaritas here were good. Yeah. <laughs> and they are. They're very good. <laughs> So you guys don't um, brew beer like most of the people that we interview. <laughs> <laughs> we do not. But you are on an adventure, and I think we'll, it will define it later, but we, you're living what we call a stout life. So yeah. now you have to kind of tell us what your story is and why we're so enthralled with it. <laughs> um, well, we live in our sprinter van that um, we converted. Our name's Karini. Um, and the name come from? Um, It's actually yeah. a fish song. Um, we're really big okay. fish oh, okay. fans. And there's a song called Fish, and... Um, or there's a song called Karini, and she has like a the bumper is busted in. It's like been busted in since we bought it. And the line in Karini is Karini had had a lumpy head. So <laughs> that's why we named our band Karini because she has a lumpy head. <laughs> so if you're fish fans, are you? I'm not a big fish follower. So are you fish heads? 
Are you called fish heads? Uh, so I feel like some people would call us that. Some people Kinda would just like call us yeah. weird, dirty hippies. <laughs> um, Your modern day hippies. Yeah. 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 But aren't you even making sure that you head back to Denver in time to see? Yeah, we'll definitely yes. make sure we're back in Denver. See? for. Yeah, that's what we did. Next fish yeah. in Denver? Uh, well, so it was every Labor Day. Yeah, every Labor Day. so we okay, did that this summer. So we've been living in the, we, we bought our van um, like Memorial Day weekend of 2000. 18 and okay. um so and then we spent we had been you know planning for like about a year or so that we wanted to do some long-term travel and we have a dog so um free? yeah i'm free um, so you know that kind of limits what we can do from like a travel perspective like we couldn't you know we had friends who did like southeast asia or south america but um we obviously don't want to leave him for you know a year or something like that so we uh decided to do the van thing and we had kind of dreamed about it for a while so we bought the van and then we spent a year saving and also like working on converting it and building it out into a camper. And then since, um, so for about six months, we left in the beginning of June, we have been traveling to, we went to, we quit our jobs and we went to Montana, up to Canada for most of the summer, down the West Coast, and then we went back to Denver for Memor or for Labor Day weekend um, because Fish always plays there, so we had to be back. And <laughs> yeah. it was a good time, too, because we had been gone for, like, three months, so it gave us, like, a chance to see our family yeah. and friends and yeah. stuff. And then um, and then we spent, like, some time in Crested Butte, some time in Durango, um, some time in the Southwest for the fall, like Utah and Arizona. We did, like, a rafting trip and a backpacking trip um, to Havasu Falls, which was really beautiful and a trip to Sedona. My parents came to visit us there, and then um, we headed south and west, and now we're doing Baja for the next couple months. Which is really cool, because we're both from Colorado. Yeah. Denver. Yeah. <laughs> and we meet in Baja. Yeah. 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 What yeah. are the odds? Yeah. <laughs> when we saw you pull in, I saw the license plate. Yeah. Ooh, cool, Colorado. <laughs> and we're not exactly in, like, the middle of the tourist path. I mean, yeah. we're I'm kind of in know, a weird limbo area. Yeah, yeah. we're in an off, pretty yeah. far off of Mex one. Um, not that far, but um, far enough that you like wouldn't just drive down and go. Oh, there it is. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you have to kind of seek out see a little lingo. I so I think what intrigued me is when I was asking you, so is this a vacation or are you like how uh, are you doing this? Like, uh, yeah. So yeah. you already told me, but now you <laughs> tell it again. And <laughs> yeah, now it's our lives. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, we had, when we planned for it, we planned to do, you know, a year was what we budgeted for. Um, but we have like found a couple ways to make some money along the way. We worked on a friend's farm for a month in Durango and, um, which is like Southwestern Colorado. And we, um, you know, people keep asking us, when, when are you going to be done? When are you going to stop? And we've kind of like, you know, changed our perspective a little bit where we can go like work again for our friend in April. And so we might do that and then maybe spend the summer doing, you know, some seasonal work in like Crested Butte because that's where a lot of our friends are and we love it there. And then we're talking about perhaps, you know, working for our friend again next fall when he um, does a harvest and then going down to maybe back to here or a different part of Mexico or, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out ways that we can like keep, keep this doing keep in summer. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's a good plan. I mean, we have other friends too who um, who do like seasonal work and like um, some friends, cheers to now. Um, they work he, three he months off, out of the year? They work and then a few months, the rest? But he goes up and fishes in Alaska and, and makes a decent amount of money there. And then they go to... I, Somewhere in North Dakota. If I butcher it. South or North Dakota? North Dakota. North Dakota. And they do um, the beet harvest. Yeah. Beet okay. harvest. And... Yep. He drives a truck for that, and and uh, they make a decent amount of money doing seasonal work that they can keep traveling. And it's easier if you combine the seasonal work. It's 
it's good if you don't have to pay rent because yeah, you exactly. can still keep moving and right. it's a lot more sustainable than, I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to survive off seasonal work living in Denver. Yeah, because like the seasonal work, and it depends on the work and your mindset too because like, um, like um, his name's Tom and he does fishing and like when he fishes, he's out on the boat for like, couple I months. think, yeah, a couple yeah. months. So they get separated for a little while and Mm -hmm. yeah. That's got to be kind of hard, I think. Um, yeah. so you I'd are leave you for two months if I didn't have to work the whole rest of the time we're traveling. I'll leave you for two months. Yeah. I think we could do it. I think we have the mindset we could do it. Yeah. I don't think it's for everybody, but, you know, this whole lifestyle isn't for everybody. No, exactly. Right. Obviously. So. Really yeah. Cool. Yeah. So do you mind if I ask, like, what you're going to be doing for harvesting? We, just, we were trimming, <laughs> uh, we were trimming weed for our friend and, yeah. um, and uh, hemp also because um, they do industrial hemp as well. So. In Colorado. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm -hmm. Where it's legal. Yeah. Where, yeah. yeah. It's legal. And, <laughs> and, and more and more, it's, it's going across yeah. a lot of places that we've traveled. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, no big deal anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in the um, spring, they have to plant everything, so there's, like, you know, opportunity there for some lots work of, and yeah. then lots of greenhouse work filling pots with plants yeah yeah so you guys were on like the traditional path right and I mean I would say. college and you know yeah. jobs yeah we both had college degrees with very good jobs where we sat at a desk and yeah lived the American dream yeah, <laughs> yeah. so boring yeah. <laughs> and I like I mean I loved my job like I really did I worked um, for a company called open table which is like a restaurant software um, and I worked with really great people and I liked all the clients that I worked with and my team was awesome and it was a really fun place mm -hmm. to work we yeah um, like worked really hard but played really hard too you know we got to go to like really nice dinners and um drink a lot of wine and it was an awesome place to work um so it's it was weird like leaving because it was I didn't hate my job um yeah. but you know we had been in Denver we both kind of grew up in Denver um and and I think we had lived there then together for oh wow um we had lived there together <laughs> for in the Highlands neighborhood in the same house for like seven years yep. and um, a lot of our friends, you know, they started moving to the suburbs because they bought houses and we just like didn't really want that. Um, and also a lot of my friends who I like worked with were people that were transplants to Denver. Um, and I feel like a lot of them appreciate Denver a lot more than I felt like I was appreciating it because I had grown up there and yeah. everything. And so I think we were just like, we were ready for a change and we had these dreams. And so even though there was like lots of reasons not to do it, you know, like I did like my job and it was a really good job and you had a really good job also. Yeah. Um, and we made really good money. It was just like, you know, that, I think that made it even more special that we decided to like kind of just take a step back from that and try something totally different because this was our, our like dream to do. And you saved like for a while because you knew you wanted to do something like this. So didn't you save for yeah. a few yep. years? Correct. Um, no, so yeah. So that's usually my question is how do you make this work? Yeah. And that's what was ours too is how are we yeah. going to make this work? Because yeah. we want to live like this. How? Yeah. The last year working on the van, I mean, we didn't have any friends unless they were <laughs> at the house helping us work on the van, which a lot of our friends did, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah. But that's like, cool. I, we didn't go out on the weekends anymore. I was like, Every time it was like, hey, you want to go get a beer? We just say, no, future fund. That is yeah. for our future fund. <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah. And it was like, all right, one beer here is two beers in Mexico. Let's yeah. save that money. And then we, can, yeah. <laughs> but we kind of just had to remind ourselves every day that it's going to be better. It wasn't just that year. It was, you know, we had planned for the year before we were planning for this. And so then we had to save money to buy the van and, of course, like work on the build and everything. So it was kind of, it's been like a multi-year process and mindset and goal to work towards. That's pretty cool. Commitment and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's really cool. Um, speaking of committing, this beer is going to get warm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should open this it. This is the Indio 
So it, it looks like four different beers, but I think we determined it's probably the same beer, right? <laughs> With four different special labels. <laughs> I think it's just the edition, the special edition for yeah. Dia de los Muertos. The Day of the Dead, my birthday. It is. It actually is my birthday on Day of the Dead. Oh, yeah? yeah. It is, yes. So you're a Scorpio also. I am. My birthday's October 26th, so. Oh, okay. Scorpio so right too. there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Gracias. You're welcome. We should put it into perspective. It's like 11 o'clock in the morning here, so yeah. hey, <laughs> you're making up for all the not drinking. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because we're travelers and we've got things to do besides drink beer, believe it or not, every no, once in a while. you drink beer in the day, and when it's dark at 4.30, then you go work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or go that's to sleep at 6. Yeah. Cool. Right. Well, Salud. 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 It's the Budweiser of Mexico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think, all the I think same. we discovered the Budweiser the of Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like a little yeah, heavier a than like a Tecate, but it's like not really. Not much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although somebody told me last night that Tecate makes a black label, oh. which is, in his words, it was a much higher alcohol. And he said it's like six, six and a half percent. And he's like, it's almost like drinking a wine. And I was like, Wow, you don't drink a lot of heavy beer. Yeah. I'm sure it's just like the PBR black label. It's just like the extra right, strength. Right. And it's just like yeah, higher it's just alcohol, alcohol content, but it tastes worse than a regular PBR. So yeah. <laughs> I have not tried the PBR one because I just pretty much avoid PBR. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a beer snob. So yeah, you kind of are. I, I, I teeter between geek and snob. Yeah. I fall on the snob side a lot. Yeah. And you talk all that. He could talk about beer. Oh, yeah, I'll talk about beer all day. Forever so, and ever and ever and ever. So what's, like, some of the worst adventures kind of things that you've had that you're like, why the hell are we doing this? <laughs> um, Have you had anything like that? Nothing that's, like, broken us down that bad Good. yet. Yeah. Um, just little things. Like, one day the water pump broke, and so we oh, don't have any yeah. water, and we're in the middle of nowhere, and... I feel like and it was cloudy, and yeah. so our battery was dying. That was like everything that happened at yeah. once because right. we solar we are yeah are totally solar powered. Um, but then it are pretty solution based, so it was just like all right, we need to find a water pump and we need to find sun, and that's like we have all the time in the world. These aren't that big of problems. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. And the clouds parted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, and we just like went to. We were in Canada when that happened. We were in like Revelstoke, which is a little ski town, okay. and. We weren't necessarily planning to go to Kelowna, which is like their wine area, and um, like Kelowna is like kind of like where all the um, the wineries in British Columbia come from. And but we were we looked, and it was a decent sized city, and there was an RV supply store that we could get a new pump, and oh, the weather looked better. So we just like changed our plans and went there, um, and you know sat got, got the water pump fixed and got. Sun, sun and found some awesome wineries and yeah. some great rock climbing. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Happy cool. accident. Yeah. Right? yeah. We really kind of go, have to go with the flow yeah. because yeah. Um, people always ask us, well, where are you going? Where are you going to be like at this time? Where are you going to be at this time? And we've like, we had a general idea, you know, we were going to British Columbia and then we were going to be in Washington and Oregon. And, um, you know, we, we had general plans, but they change like every week. So, yeah. yep. you know, like the, d- know. the actual details of them change every but week. you don't so. have like every spot mapped no, out. Like, oh, yeah. in five days we're going to be here. And if, even if we did, I feel days, like it, it would like, happen. wouldn't happen. It would <laughs> yeah. end up changing because we something would happen. Like we would need to go somewhere for sun or we would yeah. need to go, you know, it's just so. It, we used just, to do that a little bit at the beginning. Like, let's do this, yeah. this, and this. And then it was like. No, no, we're not doing any of that anymore. Yeah, we did too quite a bit. In the beginning, you kind of figure out, you you plan a couple days ahead at least, but 
it's funny the different ways people travel because we know a lot of people who are full-time RVers that they they like to have things a lot of times they'll announce their schedule out for the whole year though like I've had a couple they know where they're gonna be staying three three months from now but us we might not know where we're gonna be three hours from now (laughs) we knew for we knew we wanted to go to British Columbia right and we knew we wanted to come here for the winter and we knew we needed to be in Colorado for fish on Labor Day. And then we had a permit to hike in the Grand Canyon. So it was like, oh, we awesome. have to have the, those dates. And then fish those dates. Those are the only dates we have. And then it was like, summer Canada, winter Mexico. I don't yeah. Anytime cool. it starts and ends. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I like that. I yeah. like that kind what of is, travel. But. What does your family think of all this? Um, I mean, my mom thinks, my parents think it's cool. My my mom always gets a little worried. She was especially worried about us going to uh, Mexico. Um, but I was telling you last night, it's so funny because, you know, now we have phones and yeah. like we can talk all the time and, you know, there's so much, and I'm closer. When I was 18, I studied abroad in Argentina. So that was like exactly 10 years ago. And like I moved to South America and I didn't have a phone. I mean, I had an Argentine like little, you know, phone that you put minutes onto, but I couldn't right. call them. The only way we could communicate was like via Skype. So yeah. we had to like set up a time to Skype with each other. And so I wouldn't talk to her for like weeks at a time. So it's really funny because we're, you know, we're able to be really in, in, I mean, we have Verizon, so we have, you know, right. we, 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 our phones work in Mexico and yeah, right. you know, everything. So it's, and it worked in Canada. So it's really where we can communicate with them really frequently. Um, so that's, that's kind of funny, and I think her biggest thing is, uh, you know, they always are like, "Well, what's next? Well, what are you doing next? Well, when are you gonna? When, when is this gonna be over?" When are you and, coming home? And I, <laughs> you know, I just I think that's the hardest part for her is that we we think it's exciting that we have kind of like the unknown, but they like yeah. want us to have like a plan, and yeah. I think it's exhilarating to not have yeah. a plan. Yeah, it's but <laughs> that's just me and my mom and my family, and I think my mom's really excited for me, just following my dreams, and yeah, some she's a little. Bless her heart. She's not the best with geography. She's always like, wait, where are you? Oh, wait, where's that? I'm like, oh, okay. it's in Mexico. <laughs> but I think she's happy. Um, like, right when we first left, she was like, wow, I, most of the people I met that are older are like, wow, I wish I would have done something like that when I was younger and not waited. Yeah. But you do now. Like, we're older. Yeah. And we're doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah. And there's, we're in an expat, basically, a community right here, too. Yeah. It's yeah. Here, a big yeah. expat community here. Yeah. And they're like what probably like 70s yeah Some a lot of people in their 80s. Yeah. and they're That's doing what, it now uh, yeah. we've seen a lot of older people out in mexico traveling doing yeah. the same thing as us and they're even more rugged setups with tents yeah. and oh, trucks yeah. and yeah 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 quite a bit and like some of the people here um our friend skip he's been here for 23 years wow in baja and you know, yeah here, yeah, here at, he owns property at, here and nice right here so um yeah i'm school <laughs> <laughs> what's some of the like very cool moments that make you think like I'm never going back to the regular lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, I think for me, you know, just sometimes waking up and being, you know, not not having a schedule, not having to set an alarm, but you still wake up. I, I feel like I still wake up pretty early, um, you know, especially now because of the we go to bed so early. Bed early. Getting really in, I'm getting really in tune with like the the sun, the sun, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's. You know, in the winter, it's dark at 4:30, and then what do you yeah. do unless you unless you're somewhere like this where you can like go and sit inside and yeah. stuff, and you know we're you know we're hanging out in the van and watching a movie or something like that. Um, but um, yeah, it's so I feel like just waking up somewhere, not having an alarm, waking up when you want to, taking your time in the morning, which that's something that I never used to do. Oh, so um, nice. I was always like a, I got out of bed, I took a shower, I immediately got on my bike or the bus to go to work, 
I made breakfast at work. Like I immediately, you know, I didn't even have like five minutes to kind of gather yep. myself and start my day. So I love that part. And um, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes I'm just being able to do what we want to, you know, yeah. just every day mm-hmm. we can just say, Hey, like, what do you want to do today? Should we go for a mountain bike ride? Should we go for a hike? Should we drive somewhere else? Um, and, you know, having that flexibility and sometimes that is daunting, you know, just being able to have unlimited options. Um, but I think that's part of the coolest, the, one of the coolest parts of the experience for me. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. And then there's just those bittersweet moments like coming back from a mountain bike ride and my ride ends at our house that we can just drive wherever or it's in a perfect spot I'm like this is it's just those moments you're like everything is perfect right? you know, <laughs> yeah like, it's just, this is awesome yeah it's really nice and and, yeah and then you don't have to drive an hour or two home yep you're, that, you're home <laughs> yeah that was a big That's thing in denver thing. too like Skiing just became like a. Yeah, yeah. I love it, and it's worth it. Really, it's it is, but it's just such a like almost torture getting there. Yeah, yeah, especially if you have to go, if you work and have to go on the weekends when everybody's going, and you don't have a place to stay up there. So we did for twenty years. The weekend warriors. Yeah, all the time. I mean, and it's only marginally better now like during the week you know yeah it's exactly. getting busier and busier, busier all the time mm-hmm. yeah but you mentioned uh what i'm sure you've heard of called fomo fear yeah. of missing out yeah all mm-hmm. those options that you have and it's kind of daunting yeah do you get that often or you just kind of shut it down or ha- i get it a lot and i get myself worked <laughs> up and then i get really kind of upset and then i have to realize that uh we wouldn't be here in the first place mm-hmm. if we weren't doing this yeah 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 i think that that's because when you're somewhere you there's sometimes lots of things you want to do, but you're not always going to do all of them. And, and sometimes you don't like, you don't need to do all of them. Like sometimes I think that's the crazy thing is that even though we don't have, you know, jobs or anything that we're working all the time, you know, sometimes you just need a day to just chill and you don't have to. And, and I think that that, especially when we first started, it was hard for, you know, we wanted, we thought we were going to be doing stuff every single day and, you know, multiple things every day. And yeah. And, and like, you just, I think that once we got into like a rhythm, it was, you know, that we, we don't have to do everything. We wouldn't be here, you know, at all. And sometimes you just kind of like got, have to listen to yourself and what you need. And sometimes that's a crazy day where you do a bunch of stuff. And sometimes it's, you know, just a, a chill day where you're pretty much yeah. doing nothing and like reading your book and hanging out and going for like a walk by a lake right. or something. Um, and I, I think that that, it's been a learning experience for sure because I anticipated doing so much stuff every single day and we don't really. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I've had way more FOMO sitting at my desk than I do living this lifestyle because right yeah. now I'm like, yeah, I'm doing everything that I want to do. Everyone else is missing out on my life. <laughs> well, yeah, that's funny because, yeah. and like you were talking about cramming everything in, I think. I, uh, looking back at it for us too, I was like, we did that a good bit when we first hit the road, and I think it's. You said you moved really fast yeah, too, right? Yeah, we moved right? pretty fast. Want to see everything? Um, Every two days we would. And I think a lot of that's the, the the mindset of coming out of a the American work cycle of like you get, you know, in America usually it's two or three weeks of vacation a year or something like lucky. that. And when you take a vacation, it's usually one week at a time or maybe two weeks if you're lucky, lucky. And then you're cramming everything into that space mm-hmm. and you're like, it's almost everybody always talks in America about coming home and needing a vacation from their vacation. Yeah. yeah so it's like <laughs> you need a vacation from your vacation. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 
But then when you're doing this, when it's just your lifestyle, your everyday life, where you're living, you're doing things where you're living. And yeah, you miss, we like don't go to this place or somebody's like, oh, you should go here, 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 here when you're in this area. And it's yeah. like, well, yeah, that'd be nice, but we don't have unlimited funds. Yep. And We're we don't really have, on vacation. and <laughs> I guess maybe yeah. we could make the time eventually if we wanted, if we wanted to. to, but you know. We're not, we're still experiencing so many things. And yeah. I feel like we meet more people now when we're, oh, when we're so at new places mm-hmm. instead of like on vacation. Now I feel like we take the time to get to know somebody. Like, like here, we met Skip the first day at night we were here. And then he invited us over to his house to have Thanksgiving dinner yeah. with him and watch football, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow. Because we thought, oh, we don't know what we're going to do for Thanksgiving. We're in Mexico. And yeah. it's like, nobody does Thanksgiving. And like, yeah. Skip does. <laughs> that was like we met some people we were just camped in like a wild camping spot but there was a couple other people camped near us and we met like two guys who were both traveling by themselves and one of them was super super stoked on doing a Thanksgiving dinner so we ended up cool. like going into town buying some stuff for Thanksgiving dinner it rained so we ended up going up to the hostel that was really close to where we were camped and um, used their kitchen and everything and had a big Thanksgiving dinner with you know there was even some mm-hmm. British guys that came in and were going to stay at the hostel and they nice. didn't even know it was Thanksgiving and right. we were like yeah. 10 minutes yeah, away from it? eating <laughs> and and we were like, well, it's American Thanksgiving if you guys want to eat with us, too. So we ended up having this, like, big Thanksgiving That's dinner awesome. with, like, Mexican people and British guys and a couple of people <laughs> yeah. from the U.S. And, you know, it's it was cool. But I, I also feel like you do kind of meet people more when you're, yeah, when you're yeah. a little bit like more it. open-minded to it and everything. Because we don't and feel as rushed to get out to the next place or the next thing. Yeah. So it's like, hey, do you guys want to stay here tonight? Sure. No. Yeah, we've stayed at people's property ranches and houses oh, we drank beer from a skull because we were like sure we'll <laughs> we stay did. another night <laughs> in someone's driveway that we just met like yeah. that's how that ended up in a little town in ohio mm-hmm. like there's these little stories like that that come across that you wouldn't yeah. have even heard before that's yeah. why i love this yeah and we still stay in touch with all, a lot of these people mm-hmm. you know. well yeah. we can stay in touch with you and you're in the, the south in <laughs> yes. march so yeah. that's amazing really cool. yeah and i think too um like on the note of like not having to do everything i think also as we've been doing this and we've realized like we don't have to just do this for a year like we could continue doing this for longer i think that also like takes a lot of the pressure off of you have to get everything in because you're only doing it right, for a year that was the plan, right? yeah that's usually yeah. the plan. Yeah. Yeah. about a year and now you're like yeah. like you were maybe talking we about earlier maybe we can do some little seasonal jobs here and <laughs> yeah for sure and that, that's happened to a lot of other people we know too that yeah, they're like it's pretty cool there's so many different options out there there's mm-hmm. a lot of different things and yeah. a lot of people we know doing work camping gigs and Camp hosts and things. We like talked that. about that too. We've talked about, we've talked about doing that. Also. I don't know if I want to sit for like six months. You do have to be in the same place for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I'm okay Depends for a while. Is, but I could do that. Not six months, but usually it's six months. If you could do a couple months stretch or something. Yeah. I we were also looking at uh, trying to like set up and take down music festivals, see if mm. we can find work doing that. It's been kind of yeah. There are people doing people, but I know people are doing it somewhere. Oh yeah. You get down to Texas when South by Southwest is going on. They're going to need extra yeah. people all the time. Bonnaroo, yeah. Coachella, yeah. and then maybe you get a like free that. ticket too. Yeah. 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 And you get a <laughs> maybe not get to watch all the bands you yeah. want to watch, yeah, exactly. but you're like, working in here and I'm yeah. Yeah. And hanging out with everybody. Yeah. Exactly. And then when we first started out, we were thinking that we would do this for a while until we're done. Usually our answer is when someone asks us, how long are you doing this? Until we're done. Yeah. I don't know when. <laughs> yeah. But That's a good answer. after that, we were thinking we were going to move overseas and do like extremely slow travel in like Airbnbs or just renting places. But yeah. then it kind of hit us like, it's like, you don't have to wait till you're done RVing or 
camper right. vanning or whatever, you can do it in the middle of that. Yeah. yeah. You, you can, can park back. it yeah. and go over and then come back. Yep. Park back. it or rent it out. Yeah. There's so many different <laughs> it's ways. a way to make money too. Rent out your yeah, RV people, while you're... People rent out their vans and RVs. Yeah. A lot of people do that yeah. now. So There's so many options. I had no idea this world was even out here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Awesome. I had no clue. <laughs> it's so cool that you, and you learn it all on, like, you wouldn't be able to research all of it. It's just stuff that you learn, I yeah. feel like, along yeah. along the way, too. Yep. It's totally. like homebrewing. Sometimes you just got to rig shit up. <laughs> <laughs> and you make it work. Exactly. <laughs> I have one more question for you guys, but you oh, kind of yes. already answered it, so I'm going to make it harder. Okay. Uh, at the end of every interview, we ask. Huh? A twist? Yeah. I don't even know about this one. <laughs> I'm curious. So we ask everybody, like, um, so we call our business living a stat life, which is like a double meaning, a beer, obviously, and then like a full life. And so we want to ask, like, you guys what your stat life is, like what your definition of it is. But, dude, you're already living it. That's why we're interviewing you. <laughs> so you have to come up with one word each to dis- oh. define your stat life. One word? Yeah. Because they basically just define their entire That's true, life. yeah. They, mm-hmm. they um, I would say psyched. 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 <laughs> never heard that word <laughs> for that I like definition. That. I love it. Um, I would say just freedom. Like okay. Cool. Opportunity and freedom. Choose what, what we want to do when and then. Psyched and freedom. Not be tied down. I like that. Yeah. Okay, cheers. Cheers. Salute. Cheers. No, Salute. Salute. Thank you guys. Thank you. So Lizzie and Thomas mentioned their like one word each for their uh, like living their stout life. Mm. And I think yeah. it really matches well because right now with us, because I'm <laughs> kind of psyched to gain back our freedom. Yeah, because it it's weird because we I mean, truth be told, honestly, the last couple months, um, like which I don't know when you're listening to this, but it's when the whole pandemic thing happened in the U.S. It hasn't been that bad for us, honestly. Like, we've been around some good people, and we've been able to stay, you know, in place with my brother and my nephew and stuff like that. So it could be a lot worse for us. but, But we do feel, like, kind of in not, I don't know how to say it, like, kind of locked. Lock, Lock, not, 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 lockdown is oh, a bad no. word, but, <laughs> well, okay, but just like here, you, you feel like you can't move around because every everybody we are all trying to be safe and try to stop spreading this thing and trying to like mute this virus so that it doesn't go crazy. But you know that's and that stinks as full time travelers. That's a hard thing to adjust to because we're especially for people like us because we don't stay in the same place very often we don't stay in the same place for more than a week or two like i almost always like i say a lot of i didn't move it we didn't move into an rv to live in a driveway right like that's that's not why we moved into or an rv park yeah i mean we don't even stay at rv parks that much usually it's to travel and explore and to find the unknowns and the one the unknowns that we want to find but like like lizzie and thomas like they they don't plan things out a lot i mean they they have some rough ideas of like, you know, they had a start and end point kind of in Baja, but the in-betweens, they just they filled in it. as they and went, just like we do. Well, so. it's like what we're doing. Tomorrow we're leaving from Foley. Um, we're heading towards Colorado, but we don't know an exact route. And tomorrow we're leaving in the afternoon and we don't know where we're staying tomorrow night. So it and might be a... we don't know when we're going to arrive in Colorado Yeah, either. We, we don't, don't have either. a target for like 
it's going to be this day, this whatever. And, and I know that really freaks people out sometimes to not be able to plan. Like, kind of thinking about this, too, a lot of people are told not to go into Mexico, and kind of right now it's not really an issue. <laughs> You're not, not a lot of border crossing. Yeah. But when it all goes back again, when you can start to travel, you, you'll hear a lot of people, like we did when we were going, is like, Mexico, no, it's dangerous. Um, it's not the safe place. But... I, but we heard the same thing. In other, you went to Kenya. You heard the same yeah, thing. Yeah, and I heard the same thing. And um, I've been to China. China. And you heard, you the, heard same the same thing. thing. <laughs> the, and, we're not going there, China, right now. But every... <laughs> wow, I've never... Yeah. Anyway, but, it's, but no matter where you go, I mean, I think some of that's just the fear of the unknown. And some people are a little more freaked out than other people by the fear of the unknown. But if you let... The, here's the thing, though. If you let the world get to you, You'll never get to the world. I've never heard that before. I say that a lot, too. You do? You've never heard that one? No. Oh, I think he's being a smartass. I think I am. Anyhow, but it's true. <laughs> like, It is true. It is true. You, you can't let fear dictate your life. It can be a way to keep you kind of responsible and in check. Right. But you can't let it rule what you want to do. So even with all the craziness going on in the world today, like, yes, you want to be responsible. But that's where we, why we basically did stay here for a little over a month and stayed in one spot a month before that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's time to go. It's time to start living a little bit. Um, it's time to travel. It's time to explore the world, the country right now, and see yeah, where we go. And Colorado's home. Our kids are there. And we're not going to hide from everybody. Well... <laughs> I mean, we don't need to. Right. We, our, our kids are not in a high-risk group. We're not in a high-risk group. If we're smart about it and careful about it, yeah. we, we feel fairly comfortable going back to see our kids and stuff. And, and I think that's the thing with everybody is if you're smart and cautious, you don't have to overly freak out about it. And that's the same thing when you're traveling around the world. Exactly Exa- what yeah, you just is. said is exactly how you take your approaches. Or whether you're traveling around the world or, or it's your United first States. trip or if it's your first trip out of the state that you've been in or if it's the first trip out of anywhere. Like, you take your necessary precautions. Don't let somebody tell you how to do it. You travel how you travel, but don't let fear dictate it. No, I mean, you need to be smart and you need to be cautious yeah. sometimes. But that's the same thing as going from I was born in small town Nebraska and you go my family when i was young moved to denver colorado which was the big city and you know <laughs> obviously there were people then saying well be careful out there yeah. you know be you know and anywhere you go there there are things you need to be careful of of course, of course. you know you you know you walk down an unlit street in the middle of the night you know it's midnight one o'clock in the morning uh yeah you, that's a situation you got to have your guard up just to be smart no matter where you're at, yeah. but you, you just, yeah, you can't live your whole life in fear. And mostly we were thinking know. about like, we were thinking about that mostly when people travel and like, cause we didn't get a whole lot of it from our family because they know that we've already been traveling a lot over mm-hmm. around the world. So when we went to Mexico, Oh, I do have to say a story though. Can I tell a story? Your mom was hilarious. So we went <laughs> to Mexico. I know the story this coming. Yes, it's so it funny is. though. Go, go, go. This is your mom. So we were telling them, um, mom Love and dad. Mom. <laughs> we were telling mom and dad that we were going to go to Baja for a f- few months around Thanksgiving and Christmas time. And mom is like, yeah, but isn't like Mexico is a little bit scary. And I was like, no, nah, we'll be okay. We've traveled before plenty. We'll be fine. And, but you could 
die down there and I'm going to mess this up. I say it really well all the time. Keep saying it. But but she's like, but you could, I can't think of how I she said it. She said, but you could die down there. And I think you said, yeah, but you could die anywhere. I could walk across the street today and get hit by a bus and die. And then she said, yes, but if you die here, it's so much easier to bury you. <laughs> I was like, mom. <laughs> so she totally got it. She was like perfectly fine. She's just like, it's just easier if you die here. <laughs> yeah. And get used to April telling stories like that because she usually is really good at having these stories. She knows the story. And then I forget and the punchline. she kind of remembers that, oh, we got to do this story. Midway through... Bumble City. Okay, this time you actually... But that was good, though. That was good. That's this good time story. you actually saved me. I saved you. I'm your lobster. <laughs> yes. Another Friends reference. What? Friends? Yeah, Friends. Huh. Okay. But anyhow, like that that's <laughs> it. Like, Mexico is awesome. Here's... I think it should be a cheers to being able to start traveling again. That's the one thing that really freaks me out about all this is taking away my travel. But... You know, we're still we're traveling. We're going to travel again and we're, we're going to start tomorrow. And firing up Rafe tomorrow. We're going to head out there and go into the unknown. I'm so excited to mountain bike too, though. We haven't yeah. been mountain biking in over a month and I'm really excited for that. I think I have to say hot springs. Here we come. Mountain biking. Mountain biking. Hot springs. What Sounds are we cheersing good. to? Mountain biking and hot mountain springs. Mountain biking and hot springs <laughs> and traveling <laughs> again. Somewhere and there. Safe travels. Ooh, safe travels. I say. We are choosing to everything. F you, COVID. Again? <laughs> Fuck off, COVID. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you, so keep the conversation going. Send us a note, share a beer recommendation or two, or just say hey. Oh, and remember to subscribe so you don't miss out. This Stout Conversation has been brought to you by livingastoutlife.com, where you can find community and resources for all your craft beer travel and adventure lifestyle needs.